And one of the best place to start is the people that you know and ask them, hey, who are you using for this? Who are you using for your insurance? Who are you using for whatever the role is? Fill in the blank. And if you trust those people, then you get a recommendation. You can ask follow-up questions such as, How's your experience been? You know, ask them about their own wins with that. You know, what makes them great for you? What service has they provided? In a friendly and kind way, are there any things that you wish they might be doing better for you? Welcome to the Path to Passive podcast, where we talk about building wealth and empowering lifestyle through commercial real estate investing for tech professionals. I always wish that other tech professionals reaching financial freedom had documented their journey along the way. So I'm doing it for the rest of us. Join us as we explore stories, many failures, and lessons learned along the way. I hope you enjoy and subscribe. Hope you all had a great Thanksgiving holiday with your friends and family, got some time to recharge, and are excited to get back into grind, well, the grind, get back into the things that are fulfilling and uh, getting back into your goals. It's the last month of the year coming into uh, December. Still got another 30 days, 30 days-ish to to get some things done and also make sure that you're planning for some of your goals and setting those, even if it's smart or fast, whatever types of things, as long as they're specific and you know, you're setting some timelines to get your brain locked into those things. So anyway, let's get into it for today. So for today, let's imagine. Your favorite sport you enjoy watching, perhaps it's the main character in your you know, favorite movie or TV show comes to mind with this. And chances are there are other people on the team of that sport that all have a role to support getting the ball to the other side, if that's the objective of that sport. And you know, maybe there's a coach to call out plays, additional supporting coaches that knows the roles for each of the players, what they're responsible for, and related strategies and tactics. You know, they know about what small shifts that make the players faster, more agile, stronger, or more capable along the path that the coaches know are coming in that game. Or maybe in the show, there's a main character. But there's the best friend of the character, the sidekick, who's always there for them through the journeys of life, right? Always through the ups and downs and troubles faced, perhaps an arch enemy as well. There's a mentor of sorts who's always giving some kind of advice that seems ambiguous at the time, but, you know, clicks later on the right time. (laughs) I know I've had that. And of course, you know, a love interest too, that helps to move the story along, helps to keep things interesting. But The point is, in both of these examples, there are multiple people on the team that are facing something that they work together on achieving something that, like, to get over or get past that challenge. Now, in investing, the story of investing and the journey here, the same is true. And to all the people on the team that are supporting you to hit your goals and overcome challenges along the way have roles and functions as well. So, In this episode, what we're going to be covering is the importance of having this team or this real estate team, who you should have on your team, their roles that they play on investor teams with teams you might be investing with, and what you can do to start getting people on your team right now, or at least build the framework, at least build the list of roles that you know that you need to get. 
So with that, welcome to another episode of Pat the Passive. This is real estate investing for tech professionals, the guide for tech professionals that want to invest in real estate, get maximum leverage on their capital to earn income, save on taxes, and build generational wealth. My name, Stephen Rita. I am your host. Thank you for being here. And in this podcast, in each episode, I'll be bringing you real estate topics and conversations from leaders, entrepreneurs, or myself who can help provide the tools to start successfully investing and building streams of income with real estate. So just to let you know, I am still on this path, of course, continuously learning. I'm on this path as well, and I want to document the process and be a guide along the way from what I've learned so far, because there is a ton to learn. So Let's get into today's show, and today's episode is your real estate investing power team. And just a quick reminder, thank you for everyone who's already subscribed to the show, but if you're brand new, please do. I super appreciate it. So that in mind, let's get into it. So why do you need a team, right? You might have thought about some of this already as you were listening to the example that I talked about with the sports team or, you know, even the TV show or the movie, as I just described. But let's just cover this for a little bit longer to really get into this and prime the brain around this, right? Not having a real estate investing team can really put you into a significant disadvantage and lead to a lot of problems along the way, you know, limited access to expertise and knowledge. You know, real estate, there are a lot of different components, right? In tech, we see a lot of systems and integrations as well. And it's the same thing here with, you know, looking at things like legal, financial, operational aspects. And without that team of experts, it's tough to get all the knowledge and expertise when you need to, to make informed decisions. You'll have, you know, a little bit more difficulty in finding and evaluating deals, especially for those that you know, are starting from zero, right? And I know this really well. I started from zero too, where you you don't have the network there to get deal flow or have these different deals coming at you, right? So finding and evaluating potential investment properties can be really time consuming and challenging. And so getting a team around you can help to bring can help them tap into their own network as well to say, hey, here are deals that are coming our way. What do you think about that? Right? As far as getting into the space a bit more too, it's having a deal will help you to think about your own financial planning and analysis. You know, investments include looking at the current condition of what you have with financial considerations, tax implications, you know, return on investment as well, and how that will impact your overall overall plans. So another another thing here is limited access to capital and financing. And if you're playing an active side or active role in investing and you're going out to find deals, you know, it's never it's never been more of a real thing when you've heard of the, you know, maybe you've heard of that phrase is that your network is your net worth. And so finding uh, opportunities for in, for investments is one thing, but finding the opportunity to get in front of new investors, having a network of you know lenders, financial professionals, et cetera, so that you can negotiate good terms that might fit for your deal and secure that capital is what you need in order to actually go after that real estate, acquire it, et cetera. You know, there's other legal regulatory challenges that might be more local to that city as well. And if you listen to the last episode, we talked about how to evaluate markets. And so 
things like regulatory complexities, property things, zoning, et cetera, all that is local as well. So you're definitely going to want to have those type of roles on the team that you can go to who are experts in their field. Of course, there's some other obvious ones here. You know, you're going to have more increased stress, workload, et cetera. So being able to divide and conquer work is going to be very helpful. All that to say, you know, there's going to be limited growth and scalability. It goes from a, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that, et cetera, to what can we do to work together as a team to make this happen? And while it's true that many of the team members, you know, if like the, uh, you know, the tax professionals, legal, regulatory people, et cetera, maybe some of those might take some some uh, some payments, some fees, some, you know, it's a relationship that you pay it's still important that you have them on your team so that you can get access to information. And of course, the more you foster those relationships and build them, not everything is going to be so, we'll call it transactional because it becomes more relationship-based and that's where you want it to be, right? But in general, you don't want to be doing everything yourself. It's much better to take down something that's bigger together with other people and get a small piece of the pie and do that scalable so then have to go and say i'm going to take 100 of this but i'm going to do it very slow and i'm going to burn myself out in the process so i just wanted to mention that and there's a specific thing here too or a specific role that i want to call out is a real estate mentor and you know, you can call a mentor if it's paid or not. It doesn't really matter. The the I'm just using that that term as a placeholder. But the reason why it's so important that you have to start with someone that's in your corner that you can ask questions to that's been down the path that you're looking at going down yourself already, who can guide you through. Hey, if these are your goals, right? Where where it might be a good fit for you to look at more resources or maybe tap into their network, et cetera. But someone to help to make sure that you can, can be guided with some next steps, some you know uh, navigating tough situations that might be new for you, but not for others. So I'll do an episode in the future about what it means to find mentors, you know, maybe more, more organically to or intentionally non-paid, I'll say, to what it's like to work with quote-unquote real estate uh, mentors who might be paid. But for now, again, it's just a placeholder. So recapping on this, you know, you got to have a mentor, someone that you can talk to, to think about, hey, this is what I want. I know, where can I go from here? Help with, you know, the learning curve and closing any knowledge gaps. Help with, you know, additional networking opportunities because if they spend a lot of time, you know, they've built their own teams as well. And that's what we're talking about right now, right? They're going to be able to help you to find deals and things about things like other things like I just talked about with not having a team in general, right? You don't want to, you don't want to be making the same mistakes. You know, here time and time again, we're looking at, well, what can we do to not reinvent the wheel? Well, guess what? You know, there's, having mentors make sure that we're not always reinventing the wheel because while although things have might have changed depending on you know how old your mentor is and what they've been doing the landscape of technology and stuff like that might have changed but principles and how to navigate situations and that experience you know those are going to be invaluable right because 
you know, there's, there's that the advice that you're going to get is like, well, here's that current challenge. So my, my unknown knowns, but then there's a whole bunch of other things like unknown unknowns that you, you simply can't count for all the things that were avoided simply because you had some mentors there. Okay. So I know I was harping a lot on, Hey, you know, here's all the things can happen when you don't have a team and you don't have a mentor, but I seriously want you to consider those things as we get into this next section. And as I talk about the next actions from today's episode and what I suggest that you do moving forward from here. So get a team together. <laughs> right. So that in mind, I want to talk about you know, something that was a mindset shift for me that it took an embarrassingly long amount of time for me to really get my head around. And it's the principle that helped me take from myself from a scarcity mindset to something that was more an abundance mindset, right? Which is this quote, just boiling this down, which is that it's not what it costs you. It's what you get in return. I'll say that again. It's not what it costs you. It's what you get in return. Now, it's the the idea that you're not just looking at what the price tag is, but you're looking at what you get on the other side of paying that price. Most obvious thing, since it's contextual here, is we're talking about investment in money, but this also is the same in other areas of life as well. But well, you know, I'm full, I'm full of quotes, but we'll keep it in context for today. Okay, so when we talk about these essential team members, you know, this is what I want you to consider. So venturing into realm of real estate investing requires this diverse team of experts. And one of the first ones that you need to make sure that's on your team is a CPA, right? These, it can, they can help with some financial advising. They can help make sure that you're in compliance, especially with tax regulations, providing some financial insights, right? To inform you about decisions on investment perspective and helping to streamline financial reporting as well, right? Because if you have someone that's helping you to do things like your taxes, then they're going to see this information. You should be able to ask these questions to this team member. And I'll, I'll be talking about how, what are some ways that you can go and start finding these team members. But again, just the scope of this section is who are these team members? The second one is an attorney, a real estate attorney. Specifically, it would be, would be a good one. The more, the closer you can have these types of roles to real estate, the better, because the more context they're going to have as well. So in this case, I'm just calling it a real estate attorney, but these are people that are uh, familiar with legal interests and legal matters to review contracts, handling property title issues, or at least aware of them, right? And protecting you from liabilities or thinking about, hey, this is what the risk is. So their expertise helps to ensure legal compliance and shields you from unforeseen risks that you may not know about, but they certainly have as they work in that field and as an expert. Now, other one here is insurance brokers. This is going to be important because you want to make sure that you have someone on your team who's keeping up with the current rates in the area, in the city. Remember, real estate is local. Some you know, insurance that might be a different cost to somewhere that's, say, in Texas, to somewhere that might be really coastal, like Florida, as an example. All right. The second or the next one here is uh, a mentor or advisor. Again, I've talked about this one a little bit, but you want to make sure that you have this on your team so that you can 
get some guidance, you can get mentorship, avoid common pitfalls, and get some insights to help steer you in the right direction. The next one is a property management company. And you know, this company takes care of the day-to-day responsibilities off your shoulders, handling the tenant screenings, rent collection, maintenance requests, etc. And this one and some of the others that I'll be mentioning here in the future are those that are going to be more on the active investors team. But I wanted to call them out here in this section because these are just a bunch of the different people that you would want to see on a team. And I'll be really clear here shortly about who a deal sponsor should have on their team and who a passive investor should as well. But here, a property management company definitely needs to be on a sponsor's team so they can handle the day-to-day responsibilities from that to manage the asset itself. Contractors, another important one, network of reliable contractors for maintaining and improving the property. You know, Make sure it's in great condition and attracting tenants and keeping it clean keeping the right level of condition for the people that are there. And so oftentimes what you're going to find is that the property management company will have contractors, you know, if they don't really have them on staff, right, to go through and do any of those bigger uh, types of projects. And they're also a great place that you can ask for referrals. Again, we'll get, we'll get that here shortly. Another team member that you'll want is commercial lenders or maybe multiple, I say team members, but you definitely want one primary one that you work with a lot because they're going to be the ones with the financial background for your real estate investments with understanding the nuances of the lending industry and how loans are structured and how to get some of those loans that align with the with your goals, right? Especially when it comes to the business plan for getting that asset. And the next one is an asset manager. So the asset manager oversees the overall performance of the investment portfolio, also looking at market trends, identifying potential opportunities for what what types of additional strategies could be done to maximize returns. And how I mean that in particular is there's a lot of decision making that can go with if the market is changing in an area, right, local conditions what might be done. Maybe there's not as much improvements that still need to be made anymore because the rents have come up organically because maybe a lot more people are moving where there's been a big announcement to a giant you know, employer that's coming or something like that. And so the asset manager who's managing the asset and working with the property management team is analyzing trends and paying attention to what's going on and helping to steer the ship, so to speak. So they're really important to have on the team to ensure the portfolio delivers value as an asset manager. So again, just to be super clear here, the asset is the property. The asset manager looks at all of the market conditions and the relationships to manage that asset, including the property manager. So you can look at the asset manager at a higher level, one step higher than the property management team. So the asset manager works the property management team and all the other teams to make sure that property is doing what it's supposed to be doing. Okay. So those were the different team members and, you know, putting together a team like this, a high performing real estate team goes way past just 
you know, individual skills and experience. You have to make sure that they're all working together and they're all in lockstep and complementing each other. It's like, you know, if you've ever worked with a really great, you know, PM pro program manager or TPM, something like that, then it's having all these people do what they're supposed to on sort of this this project man schedule, you know, in order to accomplish something, right? All the different, all the different members and roles on the sports team or all the people in a cast that's working together to achieve something, not just all the way up to acquisition, but all the way through the entire operations of after acquisition to then selling the asset or whatever else needs to be done afterward. So I mentioned a bunch of the different team members, but let's talk quickly about how we we filter this what what types of roles should there be on the active team and, and who should there be on the passive team so if you're an active investor or on the on the deal sponsor team this is what you uh should have on your team very very you know at a very high level is the core part and on the passive investor side this is what you absolutely need to have to get started as well so on the active side you know, they're the ones, again, that's responsible for finding and executing the real estate deals. So they're definitely going to be the deal sponsor themselves as leading the team. It's responsible for the overall strategy. So they're going to have people like the people that have likely have found the deal it could be someone that's like the acquisitions manager. But really, this is people that are typically going out and hunting for deals as, as well, more actively. And while it's true, all of these different members could be getting deals, there's usually some people out there that uh, roles on the team that are going out and looking for deals actively as we'll say their, their primary function. Other is the asset manager. We talked about that, responsible for managing the property uh, once it's been acquired. Property manager themselves, responsible for the day-to-day -day operations of the property. Mentor, absolutely. You want to make sure that there's someone very experienced. You know, it's even a mentor to the, the entire team, but also the deal sponsor as well. And then, and in that way, the deal sponsor, deal sponsorship team is getting guided through the entire process as well so that the investment is getting de-risked. So, on the passive investor team, right? If so, if you're a passive investor and you're looking to invest in others' deals, you definitely need to make sure that you have a, a relationship with, you know, an operator and sponsors. You know, the people that are putting together the deal that want to be managing the asset that you're going to invest in. And I've talked about this on a previous episode about differences of active and passive and the, and the jobs of the passive investors. But that's definitely true here, too, because you need something to invest in. So on the passive side, you're going to want someone like an accountant for sure, you know, helping to keep track of the performance of the deals that you have, especially as these are, uh, you get information like tax documents such as K-1s, which I'll talk about in a future episode, to help put those on the tax returns as well. Because these are things that you're going to want to report on. And as you get more and more experienced, you'll see how this fits into tax benefits in the future as well. The Another is a lawyer responsible for helping you to look at, hey, what are... If I get certain documents about this investment, can you help me 
make sure I understand some of these things. And, you know, you should be asking those questions to the deal sponsors as well. But if you feel that, you know, you can always go and ask your own lawyer as well to help you make those decisions so that, you know, you know, for a fact, as an example, they're on your side and they want to help you to understand, but also make sure that, you know, you're understanding what risk that you have and what you might be exposed to. And then finally, on the passive investor side, it's important to have your own mentor, right? You should be asking these people questions, asking this person question or multiple people, but specifically we're talking about a role so that you can ask questions to help you with the path along there. So, Moving from here, well, let's just talk about how you can go ahead and build your team. So just understanding the benefits of having a team, some of the idea, some of the roles that there are, who would absolutely be on the core team of a sponsor side and who you as a passive investor should definitely have on your side. Let's talk about some ways that you can go and build your team as well. So very, you know, like, like most things, the first step is identifying your own needs, right? What are your own investing goals and who do you need on your team? Maybe, and I put it this way because maybe you have some of these people already, right? Maybe you've built these relationships and you're already working with a CPA and maybe you have a bookkeeper and maybe you've done some other stuff already where you have a real estate lawyer. Awesome. In that case, but you identifying your needs, here, then you know that you need to go and find some other roles instead. You know, if you're going on on the, you're thinking about being an active investor, maybe you should go and find that commercial insurance broker now. Maybe you should have some conversations with some others, such as like loan brokers, as an example. So identify your needs. The second here is just what we're talking about, is build the list of the people that you need. And you can just use something very low tech, you know, pull open a Google Sheet, an Excel, whatever it is, but get a spreadsheet out and start. Here's the role that I need on a row, you know, and here's, you know, who I have for each of these, for each of these roles so far. And then one of the really great ways, I kind of alluded to this already when I was talking about property management, property management companies, as well as contractors, but seek referrals. You know, you can ask your network for recommendations. You know, your network likely knows other people or other companies that fit one of these roles. And one of the best place to start is the people that you know and ask them, hey, who are you using for this? Who are you using for your insurance who are you using for whatever the role is fill in the blank and if you trust those people then you get a recommendation you can ask follow-up questions such as how's your experience been you know ask them about their own wins with that you know what makes them great for you what service has they provided in a friendly and kind way are there any things that you wish they might be doing better for you you know and kind of give yourself a 360 you want to ask about why they're good or how they've been uh, those referrals have been going but you want to build your own team as well. You can ask it very, you want to be kind about this too, right? But just my, my point is, is go and ask for referrals. And all else fails, go look online for these types of roles. Be clear about what you're looking for and that you're going to be investing in commercial real estate, right? The more focused you're going to be, the better. It could be, hey, this role, specifically real estate and in multifamily, the more niche you can be, the better. So for attorneys, for tax, make sure that you're familiar with the asset class. I, I'm there. Uh, mine is, you know, 
uh, real estate attorneys, multifamily, real estate, you know, tax, right? Those are the professionals I look for. And one important nuance here is that make sure that they do have commercial real estate experience and they're not just residential uh, property experience. Just residential is going to be completely different and it's just not going to cut it. Just trying to be straightforward with you on this. And you want it once you get them, you know, have your list of questions, go through their experience and qualifications as well. And then do your best to put together any formal agreements as you get there to clearly define what what the expectations are that you're going to receive from them if you start to engage, right? Likely they're going to have these types of contracts and things too, but I just want to make sure that since this may be the first time around for you, you don't want to be asking questions and, you know, like, oh, that sounds good and start moving forward. And all of a sudden, a whole bunch of things that you weren't expecting happen. So at least just getting something on paper that you can both look at to get an idea will be really helpful so that you get more familiar, you know, it's getting delivered, etc. It's just worth it's just worth the due diligence to work with people as well. Okay, so all of that in mind, let's get into the action, you know, and I've, and I've got to ask, you know, have you determined if you want to be passive or active yet, right? Or maybe you want to be passive first. And as you learn more, become active. You know, if you haven't, there's still time to make this decision, but I'd recommend that you do it now sooner than later, because it'll make the rest of the journey a lot more clear and much easier as a result. Now, if you're not sure and you do want an overview about active and passive, go check out episode seven. I talk about that a little bit more so that you can get an understanding of both sides so that you can get some more information before you make this decision. So anyway, action for today. Make the list. Which people do you need in your team right now? Which roles can you take action on this week or next week? I know it's getting to the holidays right now, but again, just figure out what you need right now and think about when you can go and take those actions. Who can you ask for referrals? You know, where can you search? What questions will you ask? Start with the role that is most familiar to you and move on to others. You know, and a tip here, like I mentioned, you know, is if you already have an attorney, you already have a CPA or someone like that, go and ask them for referrals. You know, these types of roles, these types of uh, professions tend to be uh, working with others as well. And so they're going to have referrals for each other and it just helps everyone. So the more you put your team in the place, the easier this investing journey will be. So next time, you know, you network with others you can ask them who's on their team, you know, who do they have, who, who else might they need to fill their power team too, or just know what kinds of questions that you can ask, uh, whether that's a deal sponsor or just casual networking with other investors, et cetera. So bringing us to the quote of the day, which is this one, the strength of the team is the sum of the individual parts, but it's far greater than the sum of the individual parts because of the synergy that creates the whole. And that's by Stephen Covey. It's, you know, Stephen Covey's quote emphasizes the power of synergy, highlighting that a well-functioning team is not just a collection of individuals, but rather a cohesive unit where individual strengths complement each other, creating a collective power etc. So this is the, you know, uh, the sum of it is, is much greater than the parts. A little bit longer, but I was just giving the full quote there so that you have it. So anyway, wrapping up for today, 
On an upcoming episode, we'll be talking about strategies and tactics to vet deal sponsors, questions that you can ask and expected responses to help gauge if this is someone that might be a good fit for you to learn more about. How does this help? Well, if you're an accredited investor already, then it's a checklist that you can use to verify if a deal sponsor might be someone that you want to invest with and follow as well. But if you're not an accredited investor, and but you're a sophisticated investor category, this helps you to spend your time wisely on which deal sponsors you should consider meeting and building a relationship to. There's another episode I have that talks about accredited investors and what a sophisticated investor is, you can go ahead and check that out. I think it's, I, I believe it's uh, it's episode eight, but if you need a refresher. But anyway, just a point there. That's what we're going to be talking about, about questions and how to vet deal sponsors. So on that next episode, we're going to be looking at the, the deal sponsor responsibilities, what you can expect from deal sponsors, and questions that you can ask to vet them. So if this helped you, please subscribe wherever you are listening. Reach out to me on Instagram at the Real Arita, or you can email me at steven at aritacapital.com. Also, if you have topics that you would love to hear about, please let me know. I love to hear about the questions you have. Please reach out if there's items that you want me to go deeper into or just brand new topics. I'll let you know if I'll be covering that in a future one or whatever works for you. If you want to jump on and talk about your investing criteria, you know, please reach out as well on email, steven at aritacapital.com. Be happy to meet with you too, and I can send you my booking link. So thanks for joining me on this episode of Path the Passive, and I will see you next time. Thanks for joining us on another episode of Path the Passive. We love connecting with our listeners and those on the path to architecting their wealth and improving their lives. Feel free to let us know what topics you'd like to see in future episodes. Get in touch with us through email or Instagram. See you next week for a new episode.